Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Parsha on Thursday night on Sinai Radio. SinaiRadio.com and the Sinai Radio app. Okay, thank you. Uh, this week's, uh, I am Moshe Teichman, and this week's Parsha is Parsha Vayera. Before we get into Parsha Vayera, we have a sponsor this week. This week's sponsor is Ruben Leibowitz, who also happens to have an amazing son-in-law who gives a shear on Thursday night on Sinai Radio. Hence me and my father-in-law. He is uh, raising money for and will be participating in Rofi Holden Cancer Society, RCCS, third annual ice hockey classic. The tournament aims to raise $1.3 million to help those in need of their services. To assist RCCS in achieving their goal, please go to rccsclassic.org slash rlebowitz. It's again, it's rccsclassic.org slash r-l-e-i-b-o-w-i-t-z. Okay, with that, this is Parsis Vieira. And we have a lot to talk about. But first, before we can even get to Vieira, let's go back to Parsis Shemos. Because, you know, there's nothing like it. You know, you get into a class. Okay, let's go on to something new. But before we go on to something new, let's go back to what we learned last week. So I'm sure everyone loves to do that, especially when I was in school. I loved when my teacher did that. But um, being sarcastic. Um, but but we, I think it's important in order to really get the most out of this week's Parsha, it's important to go back for a few Pesukim in last week's Parsha. So in last week's Parsha, the last a few Pesukim, Moshe comes and has a complaint, so to say, to Hashem. Moshe says, Hashem, you sent me to help the Jewish people. That's what you said, right? Go to Paro. Say, send my people, let my people go. The famous, let my people go. And then Moshe assumed after he shows Paro, or he thought after he shows Paro these signs from God, that the response would be, okay, you know, fine. That's a threat, and Paro might take him seriously. But instead of that, Paro got angry, basically um, said, okay, you think that you're going to get out of my, that, that, that God has any control over me? First of all, who is this God? I've never heard of him, right? Second, even if he is powerful, I also have my gods. And third, what, what could he do for, what could he do to me? Bring it on. And Paro through Moshe and said, you watch, I'll make it worse for the people. And he made it worse, right? The Chazal tell us that he, instead of giving them the bricks to build these pointless structures that they were in the middle of constructing, he took that away from them. So they had to find their own straws on punishment, and he told them to be more harsh on them. It was, it was bad. So Moshe comes to Hashem, Lama Rosa, why have you been, what are you doing bad to these people? Lama Hazet, Lama why did you send me? What's going on over here? And as if to push Moshe's question off, and to not even answer it, but to say, Moshe, don't, don't ask me that question. Hashem responds, Vayom Hashem El Moshe, last Pasuk in last week's Parsha. Atasire. You know, Moshe, you'll see. You'll see. You know, Asher said, Asher Esel Aparo, you'll see what I will do to Paro. You'll see. Watch. And so, with my Yad Chazak, I will take the people out, and I will, I will take care of Paro. You, you just do what I tell you to do. You go talk to Paro. You'll be my emissary. I'll take care of the show. So if it stops right there, makes sense what Hashem is answering Moshe. 
Yeah, obviously Moshe spoke in a very harsh lashon to, to God, but it makes sense. But then we have this week's parsha, and I was looking, la- or actually last week, I always try to you know start the week before on preparing on what to say, and I looked at the parsha and I said if I dodged the first pasuk, the first pasuk usually in a lot of after you know we get to Shemos and Vayikra. A lot of pasukim is Vayadabra Hashem el Moshe Lemar. That's a very common pasuk. I think I would, hence, I would, I'm a dare to say without any hard facts, because I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, that it's the most common pasuk in the Torah. Vayadabra Hashem el Moshe Lemar. Except this week's parsha does not start with that. It starts, there's one, there's a few words that are jumbled up. Vayadabra Elohim el Moshe, and Elohim. Spoke to Moshe. Elohim is the name of God. God spoke to Moshe. Vayomer elav ani Hashem, and he said to him, "I am Hashem." What does this mean? Now we know that Hashem has different names, and in different places, those different names are used. It's one God. It's not another God. It's one God. And he said to him, "I am God. I am Hashem." So if you translate it into into English as Elohim meaning God and Hashem meaning God, it's kind of funny, but it, that's not what it means. And the question is on this pasuk, what is going on? Why is, why in this week's parsha it starts with Elohim, right? To, he's, Elohim speaks to Moshe and he says to him, I am Hashem. What's going on over here? And then he goes on, then the pasuk goes on, then Hashem continues telling Moshe that I made a promise to Avram, and I made a promise to Yitzchak, and I made a promise to Yaakov that I will take care of their children, I'll bring them to, back to Eretz Kinoan in glory. And he says, not only that, I plan on upholding this bris. This bris is going to be kept. This promise that I made to them is going to be kept. The gamani shamati. And also I hear, I hear, I listened. Not necessarily listened, but I, I, Hashem doesn't hear. But we say that to um, help us better understand. According to Ramam, we say things like Hashem hears, Hashem sees. So we can better understand it. Because we don't really understand um, the nature of God necessarily. So the gamani shamati and I hear es na'achas. B'nai Yisrael, Asher Mitzrayim, Ma'vidim of some of Yisrael SBC. I hear their troubles. I hear what's going on, and I I remembered their verse. I I heard it. Don't worry, I did not forget. Then he goes on. L'chein le'emor B'nai Yisrael. Then go tell tell the B'nai Yisrael, I am Hashem, and keep and, and the whole thing. Right? We read we we read this a lot by Pesach. I will take you out. Be Chazaka, and he goes on with that whole idea. But the question I think still stands: What is this week's parsha starting off with? By Daber Elokim El Moshe, and what is the need for this? And the Orachayim says something very interesting. The Orachayim says it's a continuation, or it's almost a another answer. I'm saying the word another because we'll 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 explore it in a second. To the question that Moshe asked Hashem, Moshe asked, as you remember, we just said a few minutes ago, Moshe asked. What are you making it bad? What is going on? You sent me to free the people, and then Paro not only spits in my face, not literally, but Paro tells me, go take a hike. Then he goes and makes it worse. As to laugh in my face, look what I could do. So what, what are you sending me? What are you, what are you sending me to, uh, you know, as a teacher, just because it came to my head as I'm saying this. 
you know, uh, I once had a student. I, I love this child. I, I think he's a great kid. Baruch Hashem, you know, as he matured, he got better. But, you know, a little bit combative to, to when I wasn't an effective teacher. I mean, I guess my first year of teaching, I would often, you know, assume that when I say something, a student will listen. And it doesn't matter how I say it, they should listen. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but either way, I said, I don't remember exactly what I said. I said, okay, go or step outside, please. Or I forgot what I said. And basically the, the answer was no. <laughs> like, what? Excuse me? It's like, no, I'm not. I, you can't tell me what to do. You know, <laughs> not only that, I'm going to stay here. You know, I'm going to come back to the next class. I'm going to sit right here and I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, like almost as Parva did the same thing. Like a little bit of, you know, not only am I not going to listen to you, I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to be more, more disruptive, more, more, more bad. And then Moshe comes to Hashem, look, what's going on? Says Orachayim that it's a connection to that thing that he's answering. He's saying it's a furthermore answer. Now, the problem with that is we still didn't answer our question of why it's Elohim. And we still didn't. And why do we need another answer? Didn't Hashem answer him? Don't worry, I'll take care of Paro. So, before we could explain exactly what the Rechayim means, exactly how this is an answer to Lama Hariosa, first, I think what the Rechayim is saying is that the answer that I gave you before wasn't a direct answer to your question. You asked me Lama Hariosa. You asked me, why are you making it bad? My answer was, you will see what happens to the power. That's not really the answer to the question. Right? You're just pushing my question off. You're doing some good uh, pol- politician maneuvering. You're not saying to me, I just didn't mean that. But in essence, Hashem is just pushing the question off. I'm not going to answer you why I'm making it, why I allowed it to become bad to the, for them. All I'm saying is that you'll see. My plan is clear, you'll see. In this week's parsha. Hashem somewhat comes back to Moshe and he says the following. Who spoke to Moshe? Not Hashem, which we know the word Hashem, from we know this from from um from Slichot. Slichos, when we say Hashem or every Yamtof in Ashkenaz Davani, at least Hashem, Hashem, Kerachum, Vichanun, right? We say Hashem, Hashem, we say the name twice. And that means Hashem, he is Hashem. Before we do an Avera, before we do a sin. And he has Hashem after the Avera, because the name Hashem means Rachum. The name Hashem means merciful. He is merciful. But he is also has a name called Elohim. Elohim is Din, judgment. Judgment. Um, and it's interesting, if you read the beginning of the uh, Beratius with this, with this in mind, you'll see a lot of interesting um, things that will jump out of you. That Hashem, the Yudke Vavke is the name of Rachum. And of mercy, merciful. The name Elohim is the name of judgment. Now with that in mind, says the Arachayim, that Vayadab Elohim and Moshe, I, I'm speaking to him, I spoke, Hashem spoke harshly to Moshe. Kashos, says the Arachayim. In a harsh way. For the fact that Moshe used Lama Hariyosa, and apparently Moshe was punished for using those words. For talking to Hashem in that way. But then, in order to answer Moshe's question, he says, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, I am the God of Rachum. And I am going to uphold Avraham. And I hear their cries, says the Archaim, but it's not the time yet. It's not the eighth case. It's not the proper time yet to take them out. So, Moshe's question, Lama Shlach Tani. If it's not the time, 
then why did you bring me from Midian to come here? Why did you send me? It makes us understand it's beautiful. The question Moshe asks is more than that. Number one, why did you make it worse for them? And number two, why did you send me? If it's not the proper time, then why are you sending me? The answer Archaim gives is mind-blowing. He says, B'nai Yisrael needed to know that I'm listening, that I hear. And the way they were supposed to know that is through your shlichos, through you saying, here, I'm here. I'm going to send someone to Paro, tell Paro, the, the, the gig is up, you know, now is, <laughs> watch out Paro. Hashem it cares about His people and is sending Moshe to warn you that the bad is about to come if you don't let them go. Ah, he made, I made it worse. Now this is the hard part, at least to understand, but I, I made it worse. Okay, great. It's supposed to get worse. For whatever reason, for whatever cheshman, for whatever, for whatever um, account there is in Shemayim, it's supposed to get worse. But Hashem, I'm there. I'm here with you. I got your back. Don't worry about it. The salvation is near. Ah, it's going to get worse. I'm with you. And that was the answer to Moses' question. Moses' question is, because I have a plan. The time is not yet. Why did it get worse? Because it's supposed to get worse. Ah, so why did you send me? Send you because I need them to know that I'm here. And go back to them now, says Hashem, and tell them that I did not forget, even though it's getting worse. Don't worry, I did not forget. Keep strong. And I think this is an amazing opportunity for us to reflect, maybe in our own lives, at times when we were trying so hard to do the, what's right, to push ourselves in the right direction. And yet every time we try to push ourselves in the right direction, things keep going um, sideways. You know, on a personal level, I started recently, a few weeks, um, three weeks ago, to start learning, you know, extra, an extra Seder, an extra learning period, you know, in memory of my dad. I mean, my father passed away. And, and in my mind, like, I was doing my thing and I kept it going. Every, you know, no matter what, I was going, I was learning, and it's hard. And yet it seems like everything that could possibly happen, it waited till that time at 8.30, you know, every issue that could come up. The kid, my, my son woke up, you know, my, um, you know I, my, I take my son to the hospital, he's fine, don't worry about it. Um, plumbing issue, whatever it is, it seemed like everything happened at that time when I was supposed to go learn to almost like stop me from doing it. <laughs> you know, a challenge in my way. Like, what do you want from me? I'm trying, Hashem. Yeah, try harder, push yourself. It's, it's not easy, it's not going to be easy, but you gotta, you gotta go. Head down and bolt through. That's, that, I think, is a tremendous lesson that we can take for ourselves. Especially in this time in Galut, in Galus, when, you know, uh, the, the news is uh, all the people who have been hurt should be, have a, a quickly, speedy, refuah shlema. And all the families that have been hurt through it should also have the chama. You know, I, I don't know the chashman and shemayim. But I do know that as long as we keep the Torah and the mitzvahs and try our best, Hashem will take care of us and... There's a husband for everything. Okay. Now, with that said, I want to talk about one, la- one, la- one last thing. Well, I only talked about one thing. You know, that, that was quite long. <laughs> you know, uh, listeners to the shir will know that usually I go through a few different points in the parsha, but that point I thought was so important to, to spend a lot of time on. I have one more point that I think we have time for. And as you can tell, if you're, if you're paying attention to how long it is, so far we still have uh, you know, about 10, 15 minutes left to the shir. It's going to take a, a little bit. Because I think it's an interesting point. We might get, we get, might get, we might get two more points. Um, I wanted to focus 
on something that's not, you know, there's a lot of storyline in this Parsha. You know, the, the beginnings of the Makos and the frogs and the blood, the blood, the frogs, the Kenan. Ugh, I'm getting itchy just thinking about it. You know, listen to the Medrash, the way the Medrash describes what these Makos were. It's not just simple blood in the water. It's rotting of fish. It's gross smelling everything. You know, according to one measure, I read the blood, the sweat. They, they sweated when they, when they sweat. The Mitzrayim would sweat. They would sweat blood. Every water, every molecule. Ugh. Imagine that. And frogs, these things just infesting every part of it. It's not just a few cute frogs running around. And that's amazing. You know, but we're not going to really talk about that. We'll save that for, um, you know, Pesach. Or even if you, you know, so much to listen to. But I, I want to focus on one small line. It almost gets forgotten in the excitement of this parsha. It's, it's, it's a little bit later on. Vav, Perik Vav. And the Torah is going through the family tree of B'nai Yisrael. It starts from... Let's go into this. It starts from... It's almost like a break. You know, Vaidav Hashem Moshe... Um, and Moshe and Aaron talked, spoke to Bnei Yisrael and to Paro. They should go speak to them. And then in the middle of nowhere, Eli Rosh Hashem These are the, the heads of the households. And then it goes to um, Ruvain and Shimon. And then it gets to Levi. And then it tells all Levi's children. And then, almost out of nowhere, it stops. <laughs> it goes to Levi's children, Levi's children and it stops. It doesn't go through the rest of the well. Um, that's a good question. Why? We're not going to answer that tonight. There is an answer, good answer, but we're not going to get into that. What we're going to get into is where it stops. It stops on Pasach Chavav, Hu Aaron Umosha. This is the same Aaron and Moshe. We just said that in this family of Levi, Aaron and Moshe, who are the children of Amram and Yochavet, Hu Aaron Umosha, Asher Omar Hashem Lahem. That Hashem said to them, Take B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. They were the same ones that spoke to Paro. They were to take B'nai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. Who Moshe Aram? This is Moshe Aram. And what Rashi quotes and teaches us a lesson. Who Aram and Moshe? I'm trying to find it. I think it's the second Who Aram and Moshe. Yes. On the end of Pasach of Zion, Haim Bishlichuso, there with their job, their their job of sending Uvisikasam Metchilov Yatsov, they were in their 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 being Sadikim from beginning till end. They never had a rotten bone in their body. They were they were in their job, they did it perfectly. Um obviously might have made mistakes, but they took care of their job. Sidkism from beginning to end. Now if that would end there. Very, very nice thing. Talking about doing it right, beginning till end. But there's a Gemara in Megillah. And Rashi quotes the Gemara in Megillah. This is from the Gemara in Megillah. And if you look at the Gemara in Megillah, you'll see that it doesn't just talk about this idea of Moshe Aaron. It seems like any time in, in Torah, in the Torah, in the Vim, Kesuvim, in the Megillahs, that it says who, and then someone's name, like who Moshe Aaron. It is not is coming to teach you that they were that way that they are now. They were till the end, right? So, for example, it says the 
Gemara. Hu Achashverosh. All right, we're going to pour him soon. Looking forward to that. Hu Achashverosh. He was Achashverosh. Mitchkila v'yad sof, he was a Russia from the beginning to the end. There was never a point that he wasn't a Russia. Now we're getting into the egg in the room. We have Hu, Dasan v'aviran. They in Parshas in Badmidbar, all the way by Korach. They were Das and Viram, they were Shaim from the beginning till the end. And this, this only is applied to our Parsha because last week's Parsha, we are told an amazing story. The story, the, parsha, the Pasukim only spend two Pasukim on this, I think two or three Pasukim talking about this. But Moshe comes out, he sees a Mitzri hitting a Jew, he, says, he, he looks around, Kova Ko, right? and then he says Hashem's name, says the Medrash. The Mitzri dies. Then the next day, he sees two Jews fighting with each other, Shnei Yivrim. And he says, Russia, Lama Sakari Suyachal, why are you hitting your friend? And he says back to him, Oh, yeah, you killed the Mitzri yesterday. Moshe realized the matter was known and he ran away from Paro, according to Medrash, that Paro actually caught him. They tried to cut his head off where it is his Savaro, his neck turned to stone and stopped from whatever. Okay, that's all good. But there's more to that story. Who were those two people fighting? Das and Vavirim. Now, why were they fighting? I don't know. Das and Vavirim. The same troublemakers. And Rashi refers to them. Roshayim. Rashi says, Re'echa, Rasha Kemoshcha. That for some reason, Moshe was saying to them that you are Russia and your friends are Russia. And how do they know about Moshe killing the Mitzri? Well, says Mepharsha. Because they were the one, one of them was saved by Moshe. He was the one getting beaten up by the, by the, the Mitzri. Why? The Mitzri talks about the idea that, according to some opinions, that this Mitzri, the taskmaster who was beating up the Jew, um, violated his wife, and then he found that, the Jew found out, so the Mitzri was, was beating up the Jew. And Moshe saved this guy's life to some extent, and yet. Either Dustin Maviram had the chutzpah to tell Moshe, we're going to tell, and told Paro on, on Moshe. They were Shaim, Rashi calls them. Says the Gemara Megillah, they were Shaim from the beginning till the end. They were always Shaim. There was never a chance where they weren't Shaim. And it, that boggles my mind. Because if you're keeping score, how many people, I mean, this is not this week's parsha. this is going to be in, um, uh, not Bo. The Shalach, and uses the, the, the word Chamushim to describe the Bnei Yisrael leaving. And Rashi explains it means that it was only a fifth. One fourth of, one fifth, a four, sorry, four fifths of Kali Yisrael died. When did they die? Says Rashi earlier, Makos of Choshech. That's why it was three days long, so the, 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 the Bnei Yisrael had a chance to bury the dead, so they wouldn't see, the Mitzrayim wouldn't see these people drop dead. Amazing. Only one-fifth of Bnei Yisrael had a zechus of leaving Mitzrayim. So the question, you know, the question is, Rashi says the Rishayim got killed. Rishayim, who didn't want to leave, they were the ones who got killed. That's not fear of Rishayim. No? That's what the Gemara Megillah said. It's hard to understand why they were able to leave. Why they even got out of, because we know there's a bunch of different stories. If you follow, it's a whole, uh, actually gave a sheer um, last night on the curious case, you know, it wasn't recorded, but to share to a bunch of uh, to a bunch of friends in Cherry Hill, 
and the shear was entitled uh, was was titled the confusing, not curious, confusing case of Dasan Vayirim because we went through different sources. They were bad. They were good. They were bad. They were good. Exactly what happened to them. But this is the one of the questions I asked last night, and it boggles my mind. Once we're getting to this, you know, Gemara and Megillah, they are bad from beginning to the end. How did they get out? And I think we could see a tremendous, a tremendous lesson from this. And I was actually talking all, you know, all, uh, we'll put all the cards on the table to a, a friend of mine who's a rabbi, also his name is Rabbi Hoffman, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Hoffman, and he was telling me his pshat, to explain this, my pshat's different, his is also good, what is his? I'm not telling you, <laughs> but I'll tell you mine. My explanation of this is as follows. Rashi says that who are the Rishayim that died? Again, what's our question? Our question is according to the Gemara Megillah we just, we just learned a minute ago. That says, who Moshe Ba'ar? They were Moshe Ba'ar, they were the Chila Ba'atso from the beginning to the end. They were Tzadikim. It also says that Dasim Ma'virim from the beginning to the end, they were Rishayim. So how in the world did they get out? Because we know that they're involved in the story of Korach. That happened many, many years later. So how do they go? Oh, it depends on what, what version you follow, either many years, or it happened after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So how did they get out of Mitzrayim? That's the question. If they were Rishayim, they should have died by Makas Choshech. And you have to play, you have to be a little bit makbid, you have to be a little bit strict with Rashi's words. In my mind, Lafi Rashi, according to Rashi, Rashi says, Rishayim, the Rishayim, I don't have the Rashi in front of me, but he says, the Rishayim that didn't want to go. They didn't want to leave Mitzrayim. Now why in the, my mind would somebody not want to leave Mitzrayim? I don't know. But they were so incul- incul- inculcated or, or tied to Egyptian society that they couldn't leave. They didn't want to leave. But what would make someone want to leave? There's opinions that say that the Jews knew that Hashem was going to take them as the king Hashem was going to take them and make them his people. So Dustin Ravirim had that. She wrote they wanted to leave. I, they were Rishayim. I, I, you might ask me. They were not good people. But they still made it out. They were civil zocha to the miracles of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Now, again, there's a lot on the subject. There are opinions that say there's another good reason because they were the taskmasters, so since they took all the punishment for the Jews, they were Zuchus. That, that's not what Rashi says. I didn't find a source where Rashi said it, so I'm going according to Rashi. And I think the answer is according to Rashi as follows. They wanted the Geula. They wanted a close relation. What does the Geula mean? The Geula means I want to get closer to Hashem because that's what was going to happen. And they wanted that. Says Rashi, what got them out, at least according to the way I'm understanding it, what got them out, even though they were Rishayim, they were bad people. They went against Moshe and every turn. It's a few different type times in the Torah that they came against Moshe. They came against Moshe and they, they, with Korach. How did they get out? Because they wanted that relationship. They might have had some bad, bad, badness inside of them or they chose to do things that were bad or that were incorrect or evil. To some extent. But they were there. They wanted the opportunity to go. They wanted to get closer to Hashem. Perhaps you could say maybe they wanted to do better. 
They didn't. We know they were bad from the beginning to the end, but maybe they wanted to do better. And that was what got them out. They wanted the gula. They wanted this relationship. And I think for us at this point, tying what we said before, right? They wanted the gula. Do we want the gula? Hard question to ask. Somebody once asked me, to be honest with them, Mashiach came right now, would I go? <laughs> the answer is for me, yes. But I even had to think about it. Got me sick. I had to think about it? Of course I want to go. We have to be honest with ourselves. And get ourselves ready for this managa'ula. Either in our generation, it should come quickly, we have remainu, but our children's generation, wherever it comes, we should be ready. We say every single day, We have to say those words and believe in those words. Right? Nusach Svart puts in Musapim Yeshua. And we're ready for the, we want to be freed. We want for, for the Mishach to come. See, it got Dasan Avirim out. And we're no Dasan Avirim. We're no troublemakers. If we could work on ourselves a little bit to help ourselves grow in this area, to want a closer relationship with Hashem, because that's what's going to be, no matter, listen, not get into what exactly is going to happen in Mashiach, I don't know. There's a lot written on it, there's a lot, a lot of discussion, but I'm just going to focus on one thing. It's going to mean a closer relationship with Hashem. That's what it's going to mean, and you want that. You have to ask that question. The answer is yes. Let's start working on it right now. Getting ready. Okay, with that, thank you everyone again. Thank you for joining us. This has been another Parsha Thursday night with Rabbi Moshe Teichman. That's me. On Sinai Radio. SinaiRadio.com and Sinai App. Again, this week was sponsored by Ruben Leibowitz, my illustrious, amazing father-in-law. And he sponsored it. Um, for the RCCS Classic, the Rofe Cholim Cancer Society, also known as RCCS Classic, um, Ruben is going to be playing, is raising money for, and will be participating in the third annual Ice Hockey Classic. Tournament aims again to raise $1.3 million to help those in need of their services, to assist RCS in achieving their goal. And they do such amazing things, may I add. Please go to rccsclassic.org slash rlibowitz. Again, rccsclassic.org slash r-l-e-i-b-o-w-i-t-z. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or if you too would like to sponsor this year for any reason, please email me at rabbimteichman at gmail.com. It's again, it's rabbimteichman, T-E-I-C-H-M-E-N, at gmail.com. And have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. We will see you next week.